Hello, everyone. Welcome to Natural History, the podcast about Natura Org Season 8, Wallamy National Park. I am your new host, Mike. And with me today is the Ice Queen, the villain, the fan favorite, reigning, defending, undefeated two-time winner of Natura Org, and my best duo partner from All Stars, Anushka. How are you doing, Anushka? Thank you for that introduction. It was actually a really good introduction. And I'm doing pretty amazing, ready to give my very important opinions on this cast. Well, I figured you'd be the perfect person for episode one, because there's very few people on the planet who know how to win an org better than you do. <laughs> so That's true. You're the best person to help us figure out who among this uh, cast is going to win. Honestly, what you say goes. That's true, but I also don't want to be wrong and then be embarrassed. So I'm just going to be very open-minded and slightly evil. <laughs> slightly evil sounds like your style. Okay. I mean, it is, it is yours too, technically. Uh, two villain of the season winners in this podcast. Yeah. Great way to kick off the season. So, we didn't do a cast assessment podcast for this season, so I figured that we should start the first episode with just a brief, not very thorough cast assessment. But just based on your first impressions from this cast, if you had to pick, like, not one winner, but, like, three, four, five people that you think are possible winners... Who would, okay. uh, who would your picks be? Uh, okay, so I think um, Euphoria, uh, Clara, um, Kez, and who was the other person? Renee. Um, and I specifically say, say Renee. One, because um, I love their profile picture. Um, it's Octavia from like my favorite show or used to be favorite show. Um, the hundred, and also, um, you know, as soon as I saw them at uh, the um, car, like the cast opening, I was like, you know, they're giving good vibes, and like seeing a little bit of them on episode one. I think, me personally, although they're not top of trust rankings, um, as we'll see later, I do think they're in a really, really good position for a specific reason I can go on about later, and. Um, in terms of like the other people, um, I don't think a lot they've come out their shell shells a lot um yet, which is understandable because it's what episode one. Um, but the ideas they're having in confessionals and kind of the connections they're making with everyone, I feel like they're setting themselves up well for pre-merge. And then obviously you set yourself up well for pre-merge, you've got a pretty good chance of making it very far in merge. Okay, so it's amazing that we almost entirely agree on our uh, on our preseason winner picks. So obviously, I since I was involved in casting, I knew these people for a little bit longer than you have. Uh, when I was doing during casting, I uh, I took a, l a couple notes on each applicant, and I put down potential winner next to Kez, Clara, yeah. Renee, and, uh, hold on. Oh, Shaylin. Oh, yeah, I, I could see that. So, three of our four match up. Uh, and I, I think I agree for... A lot of, if I had to pick one possible winner, my winner pick in the draft was Kez. Uh, I don't know why, I just... I, I have really good vibes from her. She was very charismatic in her interview. And I think people will be drawn to her, but she might. Who knows, maybe she'll become the uh, season's big social threat that everyone has to take out at final six because if they don't they'll win but yeah very true there's a lot there's obviously a lot that's going to happen 
we're probably both going to be very wrong. But I do think it's interesting that uh, both of us saw something in Kez, Clara, and Renee. So maybe those are the yeah. three to keep an eye on for uh, the season. Oh, for sure. I think um, I think at least two of them are going to get really far um, and become social threats. But whether they succeed in kind of using that threat to their advantage or not, I guess we'll have to see. Because you can fall really quickly, really easily. Is there anyone on the cast that you might not see as a potential winner, but you see, but like you just think are going to be a really fun character that you already really like? Uh, I'd say um, Izzy, maybe. Um, I definitely, I think she had as a potential to be very funny, um, and I I liked them uh, when I saw them being cast. Um, I also liked John. Um, I'm aware he's probably not doing super well, but um, I thought like kind of the way he talks in confessionals was very fun. Um, and um, I don't know. I think he could potentially get far, um, but like right now, I would say he doesn't have a good shot um, at winning compared to like the other people I've seen. But who knows? He could be our future winner. Yeah, John is, and I think whether he's a winner or not, he's going to be an excellent person to spectate. He just gets it. Gets how to yeah. put on a show for the specs. Uh, Euphoria is really fun to watch, and then oh yeah, I think Andy's been just an excellent character so far. He's oh yeah yeah I'm he's just, I'm, he's interesting to me. I don't think he'll win because I don't know if he actually cares enough to win. He said in his yeah. uh, in his VidCon that he. That he's more interested in making friends and meeting people than he is in winning. So he, I could see him being someone who goes very far as an ally to a big player. But either way, I, I think that he's very entertaining. And yeah, I'm I also, really glad he's here. I also think Dylan um, is kind of entertaining as well. Um, just his confessionals are very fun to watch, um, in my opinion. And He's quite chaotic, so I think Dylan's also fun. Then I should give a shout out to Ari because I drafted her. Uh, oh I yeah, really like I really liked Ari's application. She stumbled a bit at the initial marooning, but I think she's already regained her footing a bit, and is kind of more up into the middle of her tribe. We'll get into more of that later, but uh, she, I just. I don't know why, I just really liked her. I don't have uh, too many reasons, but I think from what I've seen in spec chat that everyone else seems to just kind of be drawn to her. I think she's just a likable person. So I should just give yeah. a shout out to Ari. I think this cast is excellent. Uh, I was really happy with the pool of applicants that we had in casting. We had, uh, I believe, one of the largest, maybe even the largest applicant pool. Yeah. Natura org history and like even the cuts there's a couple people that didn't get cast that were absolutely excellent and i think that it shows when you see this cast that this is this should be a great season oh for sure okay so now i think we should move on to the first challenge which was the brochure making challenge. This was also yeah. done in season six, I believe, in uh, Gardens of Ninfa. I don't know if it was done in any other season. I think that's the only other time. So the idea for people who didn't see it is that each tribe has to make a brochure uh, advertising Wallamy National Park. And they will be graded by three impartial judges. And according to a rubric, and the tribe that gets the most total points wins. Nushka, you were one of our three judges, along with Courtney and Max. So, uh, just what was it like judging the challenge? Um, it was super fun, you know. Like, this was my first time ever kind of helping out uh, from a host 
or like a hosting kind of perspective. Um, and I thought uh, the brochures were both good in terms of like visual aesthetic. You know, I found it very hard to choose between them at first, but um, you can see like a lot of effort went into both of them. But I think for me, um, it was kind of clear which uh, tribe had um, kind of like more focus on the information as well as the aesthetic uh, because I was a little bit harsh and I scored low. Um, I scored um, the them a bit lowly because some of the information was just missing. You know, I, I read the categories and I was like, oh, well, you know, you have a pretty brochure, but you don't really have the information. So it, it was a little bit hard because I didn't want to be too mean. But at the same time, I was like, hey, I can be mean. I'm not playing. This isn't going to negatively affect me. <laughs> so it was fun. So that does see there was a bit of controversy uh, surrounding the uh, grading. You even saw when uh, Aiden was reading the challenge results and he posted the two brochures. There's a couple members of Crefty who were like, oh, wow, we're done. We lost. And then they won. And there's a couple yeah. of spectators who were upset. I think where the disconnect here is, I feel like when you initially just look at the two brochures, Mari's, Mari Tribe's brochure looks better. Yeah, but for sure. that's not the rubric. And... If your issue is with the rubric, that's fine. But I, like, both tribes knew what the rubric was before they made it. And there's only 10 out of 45 points were for appearance. Exactly. So. Yeah, I think. Sorry. Go on. Um, I was just going to say, like, that is exactly the point. You know, I think crafty like, they had a very nice brochure. The bear was a little bit creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it it just it just stares at me it's kind of creepy but like it's only 10 out of 45 points and honestly like 35 points uh for the other things that should be your main focus and i just feel like it was lacking like just look um i think it was the flora and fauna kind of section there was barely anything on there especially um with the history um, there was like a little bit of a kind of introduction, but then they just kind of stopped there. So it, that's why, you know, it scored lowly. And I think it started causing the controversy because where it did look nice, I did award it highly for looking nice. But, so you know, I had to be fair and look at the other points. Yes, this wasn't a tribe flag making contest where your only goal was to yeah. be was to make a nice looking thing it was a it was honestly it was less a creative challenge and more a research informational challenge from uh you know our, our hosting team is a bunch of nerds and that's what, <laughs> yeah. that's what we put together and i think that crafty tribe deserved their win because they played to the challenge more than Mari Tribe did, even if both of them put about the same level of effort in, but Mari Tribe put the effort in in the wrong places, and that's why they ended up falling short, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm kind of shocked that, um, of all things, it's the writing they struggled with, because I, like, theoretically thinking, I've never actually done a challenge like this. Oh, no, I have in another org. Um, I had to do all the work in that one, by the way, but <laughs> I always thought, um, oh, and we won, not to brag, um, but I always thought the writing bit is so much easier than designing it because you can just easily split the task and it takes like 10 seconds to Google and you essentially just need to copy and paste because, I mean, I'm not looking for you to have like unique information. I just need information that's useful and it's so easy to Google, copy and paste and I think the hardest part of this challenge is always that one person who takes initiative and is like, hey, I'll design it. You guys just send me the text and I'll put it in the font or whatever. I always feel that's the hardest part. Like all anyone else needs to do is just research and give the text to the designated person. And yet I feel like both tribes kind of succeeded in the aesthetics, but the struggle was at the text. So I don't know if that's a tribe miscommunication or what, because I, 
I'm kind of like shocked that text was the downfall of the tribe and not like the aesthetic because to me like finding text for certain like um topics is very easy yeah i i think that it was just a matter of like i i know that mari tribe and i think maybe crafty tribe but they split it up where they were like, okay, the three of you work on aesthetics and three of us will work on this. And the thing, if you looked at the rubric, you didn't need three people working on aesthetics. Yeah, and it came out not. looking really nice. But it just based on the way that it was going to be graded and that they knew how they knew it was going to be graded. It just, it fell short of crafties. Uh, I think that, you know, I understand why some people disagree with it, but I think that if they just kind of, uh, if maybe if they, uh, it, I don't know how many of the spectators who were upset actually took the time to read both uh, brochures all the way through, but it might change their minds if they did. Yeah, agreed. So, after the challenge, we, uh, well, we'll talk uh, about the dynamics of each tribe. We're going to start with the winning tribe that did not attend tribal. That was Crafty Tribe. Uh, for anyone who's still learning the, uh, tribe names and, and such, this is the first episode. Crafty Tribe has Alex, Ari, Brandon, Clara, Euphoria, John, Shaylin, and Unliminal. So, what I see from Crafty Tribe, and this may be because they haven't gone to Tribal yet, I feel like the big difference between them and Mari is Crafty seems a lot more jumbled up. There isn't mm, yeah. a very clear top and bottom to me, and it makes it very interesting and maybe they'll we'll see them at tribal soon and we'll see the top and the bottom get sorted out but that's my take on the tribe dynamic so far it's much like much closer together uh, i think clara is in the best spot on the tribe as of right now yeah and uh you know what's funny is uh, I can, I'm watching our Google Sheet as Sophie updates the trust rankings right now. <laughs> so, uh, so I don't, I think Claire is in the best spot, but I don't even know if I'd call her the top because I don't know how much control she has over the tribe as opposed to just being the most liked member of the tribe. Yeah, I think what's interesting is um, there is an alliance with Clara or Clara, however you say it, and um, Unliminal, who are quite high on trust rankings, but then they are with Alex, who is second to last um, on trust rankings. And it makes me think if they go to tribal um, as a tribe, um, obviously I feel like that three will want to stick together so will Cla Clara and Unliminal have that influence to protect um Alex because he is quite low and you know it could be either Alex or John uh going home next time if we just base it off trust rankings um and I feel like it all we will get to kind of see their playing style and if they're going to be successful later on in the game um depending on how they play it. So let's say they do want to keep Alex. Um, I think it could go two ways. In one way, they could be super successful, still be under the radar and convince people to be with them. Or they, it could blow up in their faces and people will kind of see them um, trying too hard to fight to keep someone. And it would put a target on their back. You know, both ways can go, um, can happen. And I definitely think staying under the radar, but keeping your three tight would be a very good option. Um, but you know, it all depends on how people play. Um, so it's very interesting to see, cause, uh, I think they're going to be 
tight, but if they're gonna um, be able to last together is gonna be interesting. But I think if they do manage to pull through together, then we're definitely gonna see um, someone like Clara have very much, like a lot of power in the tribe. And I feel like they could be quite under the radar as well, unless they purposely blow up then, maybe not. Yes, the, that uh, it is a very interesting dynamic there to have a three-member alliance on a tribe of eight, so it's not a majority, it's not even, it couldn't even force rocks. They need at least one other person with them. And two of the tribe members are very good positions, very high on trust rankings. And then one of the alliance members is pretty much at the bottom or near the bottom of everyone's trust ranking except for his alliance members. So, yeah. Like even uh in the marooning trust rankings, Alex was number 2 for Euphoria, but in her updated trust rankings with the chart which the charts have not been released yet cuz uh Shaylin just submitted her uh them. But yeah. If you just look at the confessionals, Alex fell from second to seventh on Euphoria's in one uh, in one day, because it's so early. It's bad. It's so early, and those first impression trust rankings were mostly to kind of see who was it. Them was mostly seeing who was there on the first day, and yeah. they'll get more and more accurate as time goes on. So, I think. The dynamics of Crafty are going to change a lot. I, if if they lose this challenge, the dynamics will be so different than if they had lost the first challenge. Yeah, I definitely think um, that Clara and uh, was it Unliminal who's in the alliance? I think so. Yes. Yeah, I think um, they could potentially have power on on their tribe regardless of Alex because. Um, if they can't save Alex, if it's drawing too much attention, they could kind of use it um, as a bonding kind of thing with other people on the tribe. Um, be like, because um, it's like, okay, you've worked together successfully, even though it's an easy vote, let's say. Um, it's kind of an excuse to be like, hey, you know, we worked well together. Let's align ourselves. Let's make an alliance. And everybody um, would be jumping to get an alliance because um, we as spectators obviously know that that is the only alliance on that tribe. So for many other people, it will be their first alliance. And I feel like typically, um, you know, if you make a move together, even if it's an easy move and then align, you tend to kind of stick with them for a while. And I think the most important thing to do when starting the game is just to make as many friends as possible. Doesn't mean doesn't matter if you don't trust them or if you don't like them too much. Um, because those kind of friendships save you when it comes to tribe swap. Uh, because tribe swap can screw you in a matter of seconds. So it's important to have friends, um, not make anyone mad, not have enemies, um, friends, you know, not necessarily allies who are going to get you to the end, just friends. Because if you have a friend, that means for that round, at least you can be safe um, and then kind of work on getting more like permanent allies. So I think they could be in a very good position if they just play their cards right. Um, you know, it's what's the smart move. You know, Andy, um, was his name Andy? Or just, no, it's not Andy, it's Alex. Andy's on the other um, side, this is Alex. Yeah. Um, even if they lose Alex, I think they could still do very well. It just depends on how they present themselves. So, I'm looking at the uh, the updated trust rankings right now. They aren't public, so I'm sorry, but... Uh, they will be soon. Ben said will post them with the uh, edgic, so keep an eye out for that. But I'm just looking for the sevens, people who were ranked seven on someone's trust ranking. Because usually yeah. you rank the person that you want to vote out seventh. Not always, oh, yeah. but if you're on a tribe of eight and you're ranking the other seven members, the person that you want to go is at the bottom. And what yeah. I'm seeing is Alex is at the bottom of four different trust rankings. Uh, uh, Brandon is yeah. at the bottom of two. 
and Shaylin's at the bottom of one, and Ari's at the bottom of one. So Ari and Shaylin are probably safe because they they would only have one person gunning for them. But what I'm seeing here is Brandon is at the bottom for both Alex and Eliminal. So I could see a situation where if Crefty loses, I think the vote would be between Alex and Brandon. And it would be that that Alex, Unliminal, and Clara alliance would probably try to save Alex by pushing the vote onto Brandon, while the consensus might originally be Alex. But having three people push that early at the very first uh, tribal council that this tribe attends could be enough to push it onto Brandon. So I do think if they lose that one of those, uh, that one of those two would probably go home. So that's how I see, that's how I see Crefty right now. I think that Brandon and Alex are in the, I'd say worst positions Clara's in the best. I think everyone kind of likes Clara. Euphoria's in a really good spot. And then uh, Unliminal and Alex are in the alliance with Clara. And everyone else is kind of safe, but still kind of finding their position in the tribe. Yeah. And I don't see um, uh, Unliminal and Clara kind of being the evil players who are like, oh, let's just cut um, him off and we can create new alliances. I kind of see them right now as kind of loyal players who are going to um, do their best to save um, Alex if they need to. So I think we'll see that trio for a while. Yes, and I I don't know if there's anyone... At this stage in the game, sometimes it's as simple as, is there anyone who's willing to fight for you? And I don't think that, uh, I don't think Brandon has anyone who would fight for him. Even though he is, overall, if you take the collective opinions of the tribe, he is higher in the rankings than Alex. I don't think there's anyone who would say, absolutely not, we cannot vote out Brandon, and would actually try to fight to save him. So... It's it's the same thing. Um, like Brandon, I feel like he think like in his confessionals, he's shown a, like that he's thought about things a lot. Um, so I was kind of hoping to see him go forward, but I think you are right. The only thing I would say is I feel like he's one of those people that if he uh, found out his name was out there, I do think he would put up a really good fight um, on wanting to stay. Um, I get that vibe from him. Um, but I do think there isn't anyone at the moment who would be who would say no. I can't do that um, if his name came up. Then before we move on to the next tribe, I would just like to talk about Euphoria real quick because I really like Euphoria, and we haven't really gotten the chance to mention uh, to mention them yet. Yeah. So, Euphoria is just really interesting to me because. They have, maybe it's a bit, but I'm pretty sure it's true. They have no confidence in themselves, in uh, in the confessionals. Just no self-confidence, very self-depreciating. Thinks they're flopping, thinks that, like, if, oh, if we lose, I'm going to be first boot. Oh, yay, I'm not going to be first boot, now I'm going to be second boot. Meanwhile, from the specs point of view, we know... Everyone on the tribe likes Euphoria. Every single person has them at least in the top half of their trust rankings. And they're in a very good position. And if they could just realize they're in a good position, they would, I think they could really do some damage on this tribe. But it's just going to be really interesting to see if, uh, their own intrusive thoughts uh, like hamper their game. But right now, I would pick Euphoria to go on a pretty deep run in this game because I think that 
what I'm getting right now is that everyone likes them, but I don't think they'll ever really be a threat because they just don't seem to have the, oh, I'm going to make a big move instinct, and it might be because they think no one will make a big move with them. Yeah, I think I'm a little bit torn on how I see them. I I think it's too early for me to kind of see the game they're playing. Um, But I feel like they potentially could be one of those players who, um, you know, you use other people as shields. So they'll have the big move idea, but pass it on to someone else and they do all their dirty work and then they get taken out. It's kind of what I did in season two. You know, I had all these ideas and I pushed it on people like Martin, Dom, Coram, um, and they all got the heat for it. Um, and that's how I managed to make it to the end. So I feel like Euphoria is someone who may do that. And sometimes they may do that um, without realizing because um, they don't have that self-confidence to be like, okay, I'm going to manipulate this person. They kind of, I think they're the type of person to kind of trust people with ideas um and the people they're going to associate themselves with are going to be like these big big move wannabe players um they'll end up making the move get the heat for it and get taken out and it pushes euphoria further to the end so i could see that happening um uh for euphoria and i think that'd be really great because i think it's a really good strategy okay so i think that's all i really wanted to talk about on crafty so let's move on to the losing tribe, Myri tribe. I think I, I probably pronounced that wrong, but whatever. And once again, for uh, people who are still learning the tribes, uh, Myri has Andy, Bell, Dag, Dylan, Izzy, Kez, and Renee. And in this episode, they voted out Mars. So. Myri tribe, I think, is the polar opposite of Crafty, where I think it's there's a very clear pecking order on this tribe, where I am much more confident in what's going to happen if Myri loses than I am in what's going to happen if Crafty loses. So, what I see on Myri right now is uh they also only have one alliance there's one alliance in each tribe this alliance is uh named the possum for or yeah possum foursome uh, <laughs> yeah it is bell andy kez and izzy i believe yes so it's the the aussie the new zealander uh and then andy and bell so uh, I, I do like this alliance because it's the first alliance chat that I ever made as a host. Uh, <laughs> well done. So, yes, and I didn't mess it up. I was so scared that I was going to accidentally add, like, a wrong person and blow up someone's game. Oh my god, that'd so, be awful. It'd be awful. I was very scared. I double and triple checked before I uh, <laughs> made the channel. Uh and because of that, I forgot to turn off the ability for spectators to type in the chat. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Sophie had to fix that for me. Anyway, this tribe is now a tribe of seven. With uh, They lost the first challenge. They voted out Mars, who I really like Mars. Mars was uh, a very strong applicant. And I wish that I wish that they had stayed a bit longer, but uh, someone has to go first, and it does seem as though Mars just wasn't able to fully integrate with the tribe in, in really any way, which maybe it was just they were busy, maybe it was just the way the personalities work out, you know, Survivor is luck yeah. many, in many ways. So I was sad to see Mars go. I understand why it happened. And also, uh, I, I don't know if you noticed how fast it happened. Like, the votes were in and locked oh, within no, yeah. hours. Yeah, it, it was pretty fast, especially for a first tribal. I feel like they always take their time till the last hour. But um, I feel like it actually took more time for um, the hosts to read 
the parchment stuff and yeah, we... how long it took, um, you know, to get the votes in. Well, the issue was we needed everyone's trash yeah, trackings, <laughs> and Renee was sick and went to bed early, so we had we were just waited till Renee woke up and gave us her trust rankings. Uh, yeah. So, like I said, I really like Mars. Uh, I was upset to see her go, but it was a pretty. It wasn't really. There was really no drama with this boot at all. It seemed like everyone kind of agreed on Mars pretty quickly. Uh, there was no one who really wanted to push for anything else. Uh, and that's that's just how it went. It happened very quick. And there's not much to talk about with that boot. But I do think conversations to have about this tribe moving forward. Because like I said, there's... Oh, yeah, I... There's one alliance. I, there's the possum foursome. Seven, yeah. There's seven people on the tribe now. Four's in a majority. Yes, but I feel like I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I think this tribe is going to come apart. Like it's just I think it, there's always one tribe that comes apart a lot faster than the other, and I think it's this tribe because um, I think it was Kez. Didn't Kez tell Renee, who isn't in the alliance, that there is this alliance? immediately leaked it immediately leaked yeah it. <laughs> and I, I i i okay i respect that kez wanted to kind of build a relationship with renee but you can build relationships with other people without um telling that you have an alliance because that kind of i feel right now um although the trust rankings don't show it i think renee is in the most powerful position because um you know renee now understands that kez trusts her because you know she leaked the alliance and renee also now can go to the other three people if she wanted and tell them that their alliance has been leaked um and also i think it's so dangerous to have your alliance leaked early in the game um especially on a newbie season because i think survivor is all about perspective um it's not a kind of about truth what's like the truth i think obviously we've seen it with our last season um actually like with mark um uh in the sense that you know uh he what he was saying was correct about us but we made him delusional sorry about that mark um so what i'm, I'm kind of saying here is <laughs> okay one of us has to be good cop so um <laughs> Uh, you know, later on in the game, uh, Renee, let's say she wants one of uh, Pawsome, Pawsome out at some point at Swap or Merge. She could um, go to people with this information and say, hey, I know that they've had an alliance since day one. They're probably super close, da da da. Now, that might not be true. You know, these four could grow apart. Um, they could have arguments, whatever, whatever. The fact that now uh, Renee is aware that they've had an alliance um, since day one or episode one she can kind of now go and use that to her advantage and spin it whatever way she likes you know use it to her advantage in getting them closer to her or use it to her advantage um and take them out it's a very good position to be in because you've kind of got that power and i don't think anyone even kez realizes that um i don't think it was the smartest move for kez i think kez and renee can definitely be tight without Renee knowing all of Kez's kind of inner dealings um, because if any of the foursome foursome find out that Kez leaked it immediately as well I don't think they're gonna trust her and especially because it's early days they can just turn around and be like okay we can cut Kez off we don't have such an um, emotional connection with them yet and they believe they can't be trusted day one what makes you think they'll be trusted day 10 and you know Kez could be coming from a good place um, but I don't think they're going to see it that way, um, especially since they're the only alliance for that tribe right now. So you would think that's a good foundation being made. But for someone to leak it immediately, uh, if that gets around, I don't think it's going to end well for Kez. It's a very, I love the way your evil brain works. Uh, <laughs> it's a very good, very good point. And I, uh, I do think Renee's, I just get the vibes that Renee's a very good player. So I do think yeah. if she needs to do, use this information, she will. 
I do think... I, I still think that Kez is in a very good spot on this tribe because she's in this four-person alliance, but if you look at her most recent trust rankings, she had Renee and... She, Andy was her number one. He's in the alliance with her. But she had Renee and Dylan above Elle and Izzy, her other alliance members. And then yeah. uh, Dylan and Renee also have a lot of trust in Kez. Everyone does. Kez is uh, number one by quite a bit on her uh, yeah. tribe's newest tribe uh, trust rankings. In fact, out of her now six uh, tribe mates with Mars gone, Kez is number one on four out of the six rankings. Yeah. Which is I think Kez... incredible. Oh, sorry. Oh, I just wanted I think to... Kez... Oh no, you go ahead. I'm sorry. I just want I was just gonna say the way that she has she has this alliance that she can use, but then she also seems to have other options outside of it if she wants it. Like I feel like Kez is kind of at the top and the middle of the tribe at the same time. Where yeah. I think she's in a very good spot if it if it does blow up yeah i think um right now kez is in a great spot i do think if renee turned on her at any point it could get a bit sticky so i, I feel like real threats will really come into light at merge and let's say kez made merge i do think um people may try and use this against her but um i think you are right in saying that um, she's in a super good position um, because she has options outside of her alliance. Um, and I remember uh, when I played in season two, um, I um, when I voted someone out for the first time, they actually leaked um, the alliance I was in with them uh, when they left. And it didn't actually do any damage because I was well insulated with other people. So I was able to say, yeah, I was in an alliance, but you know, who says no to alliances? And it was never really brought up again. So I think that could be the same for Kez, you know, if an alliance, if it did get leaked or anything, they would kind of be able to bounce back, um, either stay with that alliance or uh, jump ship and go with the other people. So I think it all depends on how they play it because it could blow up in their face, but I think uh, if they manage it correctly, it's just something that you can sweep under the rug and keep moving. And then let's talk about... Uh, so, like I said, I feel like this tribe is very, like, tiered. You can very easily tell the top and the bottom. I feel like Kez is at the top. Renee is in a very strong spot. The members of Kez's alliance are in a strong spot. I'm very confident that if they lose challenge two that dag will go home uh i feel like just the way it's shaking out i feel like there is a very clear bottom two on the tribe and that it was mars and dag mars went first if they lose again dag will go and then if they lose again as a tribe of six at that point the uh that's when the tribe would kind of disintegrate and get a little insane. But what what do you think about uh, the bottom of the tribe right now? Well, doesn't doesn't Kaz have Jag as number one on trust rankings uh, on the public one, and then Izzy six? Unless I'm reading it wrong. Yeah, no, I so think I'm reading it right. Kaz. That that is on our newest chart, but if you look, go to Kez's confessional. Uh, Dag's down to number six for her already. Oh, okay, never mind. So <laughs> I was gonna say her uh, top three is Andy, Renee, and Dylan now. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think unfortunately Dag's time is up unless um he finds an idol or something. Um. Uh. Yeah, I think the power uh for some let, let's call it that none of them kind of love dag so i don't think um anyone's going to be eager to save him uh and yeah i i don't see um i think the next bottom member would be izzy 
but I don't see her going over Dag, to be honest, because she does have a couple of ones and twos there. Um, so I do think there's people who would fight to keep her, but not Dag. Um, I, I think Dag could definitely, uh, you know, work this round and improve and somehow stay. But if he keeps doing what he's doing, I do think he's a lock um, into going. Yes, so what I see is if I, th I think Dag will go next, and then at that point, if they lost again, which that's a lot of losses in a row, so there's no guarantee. But if they did lose again, there would be an interesting scenario where Kez would kind of become the swing vote, where it's like, where she would kind of get to decide if she wants to stick with her four-person alliance that isn't actually, other than Andy, isn't actually that high on her rankings, or does she want to uh, work with Dylan and Renee? It would probably end up being, like, kind of between Izzy versus Dylan or Izzy versus Renee, something along those lines, maybe Belle. Uh, one of those two versus either Dylan or Renee, and then Kez and Andy would kind of end up in a in a swing position. So that's way into the future. Uh, so there's really a lot will change before then, but that's just how I see it right now. Uh, did you have any other thoughts on Mari Tribe? Um, I, not really. I think, um, other than the, um, in the foursome, I think, uh, you know, Andy, um, I feel like he potentially could become a very, very big player, um, in my eyes. Um, cause I don't see him, um, you know, being like a very, very flashy player, but I don't see him just kind of sitting back and letting things happen. So I think he's someone to watch out for. Okay, and uh, so just real quick before we go, uh, do you have any predictions for uh, the upcoming episode? We've talked about it mostly, but say, uh, you know, under your head, you have to pick next boot from uh, each tribe. Who would you have? Okay, um, so Dag would be my pick for that tribe, and Same. then um, I forgot. <laughs> I have like short-term memory loss. I've forgotten who we said would be the boot for the other tribe. Was it Brandon? Oh yes, it was. I want to say it's Brandon, but I'm kind of like hoping it's not. So I'm gonna be wild and say like I don't know, someone like John could go. Okay. Uh, I would say Dag and Brandon, but that Alex is also a possibility on Crafty. And then, so, uh, the Challenge 2 posted while we're recording. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it yet. It is... Puzzles. Puzzles. Yeah, puzzle yes, duel. I have. Just, uh, I know we have never seen any of these people do a puzzle, but, uh, do you have a... Uh, which tribe's gonna win this one? Uh, well, I mean, if you look at the tribes, they're all like, "Ew, I don't want to do this." Um, uh, so I'm just, I'm just gonna judge them on how much like organization they have, with um, how much they're willing to do this. Because you know, I there's always two types of people when it comes to puzzles. There's people who will immediately be like, "I want to do this puzzle," and then there's people who will not reply till like twelve hours later and be like. Well, I don't actually want to do this puzzle, but since you guys want me to, fine. Like, okay, reply earlier then. We all know you were online. Um, anyways, so it looks like... I feel like Crafty Tribe could win this because they're, like, practicing and stuff. Um, and uh, Mary Tribe just kind of seemed to be like, guys, who wants to do what? And no one's saying anything. Um, but me, personally, I think go for the jigsaw or the slides. They will probably be a lot easier compared to those other other 
what even is a nonogram? Like it sounds like something like something that's possessed. So I would never do that. Pipes, that just sounds like not my cup of tea. And I, I'm not gonna say the other thing because I I can't say it, and then I don't want to be made fun of. Um, but that sounds very nerdy. So I would just do the easy slide, and if that's taken, do the jigsaw because I'm amazing at those. But not everyone can be like me. Yeah. <laughs> so. so we did. <laughs> Yeah, I did want to put in a couple uh, new puzzle types, a uh, a Sudoku and the Nonogram and the Pipes puzzle, which are a bit more, uh, I think, use uh, different skills. So uh, I, I'm glad that we uh, went that way instead of uh, just, you know, the typical, you know, we still have the jigs on the slide, but instead of just saying, oh, we're going to do all the same puzzles that we've always done. I did like that we changed it up a bit. Uh, I would just like to note, I feel as though you see this, you see often in orgs, tribe that loses challenge, especially in a two tribe season, kind of comes back the next challenge and they're more motivated and they practice and they try very hard and the tribe that wins get a little complacent and lazy and uh and just kind of try to coast through and i think that the challenge wins end up balancing out more often than they don't now that obviously doesn't happen every time sometimes one tribe just gets blown out of the water but just based on that i would i'm gonna pick mari tribe to win this challenge but uh we'll see so uh yeah that went on for little while uh uh nushka thank you what was that i was gonna say no one's even found an idol yes no one's found the idol you guys guys must have hit it good or these people are dumb because i thought everybody would be talking about it i feel like no one's in, in talking about it in their confessionals i feel like season six oh my god that idol hunt was dragged out so much like i like everybody was talking about it in confessionals season seven there was a lot of talk about idols and then there's like barely any now all i can say is that the idols are very very well hidden this season uh- <laughs> um, imagine imagine if no one finds it how lame would that be realistic it's a realistic possibility so no so uh nushka thank you for uh joining me today uh you're welcome and thank everyone thank you everyone who made it this far into the podcast uh i'll see you next time to recap episode two two until then uh everyone have a good day and bye